Hello, and welcome to The Dark Songbird. Today's episode, we will start with some statistics about abductions in the United States. In 2001, the federal government estimated that there were around 800,000 cases of missing persons over the age of 18. Conversely, the FBI says, on average, fewer than 350 people under the age of 21 have been abducted by strangers. And that's per year since 2010. The vast majority of child abduction cases in the United States are parental kidnappings, ones where the parent hides, takes, or holds a child without the knowledge or consent of another parent or guardian. However, in some instances, it cannot be considered as kidnapping if the person is willingly transported by the parent. What? Which explains the 350 per year, in my opinion. Human trafficking is considered different from kidnapping. In 2004, in a U.S. Department of Justice report to Congress, it was estimated that 14,500 to 17,500 foreign nationals are trafficked or were trafficked into the United States each year, and that the number of U.S. citizens trafficked within the country each year is even higher at an estimated 200,000 per year. Human trafficking is the third most profitable criminal activity following only drug and arms trafficking. An estimated 9.5 billion is generated in annual revenue from all trafficking activities. So what are your odds on being abducted or trafficked? I guess it depends. Which brings us to today's story. Mulaney comes from a small mountain town in California. She is a mother of three and like most moms, her days are extremely busy. One day, while she was shopping for groceries, Mulaney was hit on by a guy who was also shopping. He said his name was Bob, and he said that he had never met such a beautiful woman. He asked if he could take her to dinner. She feigned flattery, but was not at all interested. This guy gave her the creeps. Nonetheless, she thanked the man, said that she was happily married, and would be having dinner with her husband and three kids. She continued on with her shopping and thought nothing more of it. While waiting in line, Bob returned. He confronted her about denying his advances. He claimed that she wasn't married and that she didn't have kids and that she would be sorry for lying to him. Shocked, Mulaney stood there quietly thinking of what to do. The wedding ring and $400 worth of groceries clearly indicated that she was indeed married with kids. But what do you say to a crazy stranger? The man standing behind her in line spoke up. He told Bob to leave her alone, and that if he didn't, things would get physical real fast. Sizing up the man, Bob decided to leave without another word. Mulaney turned to this kind stranger behind her and thanked him. She felt like his actions proved that there are still good people in the world who are willing to help out other strangers. Mulaney saw that the man was only purchasing a bottle of water and offered to let the man go ahead of her in line, but he kindly refused. They made small talk for the next couple minutes, and the kind man introduced himself as Jim. Mulaney couldn't get past how bizarre the encounter with Bob was. While checking out, Mulaney asked the store clerk if someone was available to walk her to her car. The clerk said that there was, but she would have to wait about 20 minutes for someone to get back from their lunch, as the store was already short-staffed. Jim overheard this 
and offered to escort Mulaney to her car. Rescued again, she said to Jim as she accepted his offer. Mulaney finished her transaction with the clerk and stood off to the side waiting for Jim to finish buying his bottle of water. And that's when she became uneasy. She noticed that there were vending machines at the front of the store that sold sodas, energy drinks, and of course water. The exact same water that Jim was buying. She became sick to her stomach. Why had Jim opted to wait in line for a warm bottle of water off the shelf rather than buying a cold one from the machine out front? She had a gut feeling that she knew why. Just then, Jim approached. Are you okay? Where's your car? She had to think fast. You know what? She said, I just realized I forgot some things. No worries. I can wait, Jim said. Mulaney insisted that Jim go on ahead and that she would be okay. To her dismay, he replied that he was not in a hurry. He said he would wait on the bench near the front of the store for her to finish shopping. Mulaney reluctantly said okay and went on to find the items she said she had forgotten. Once out of Jim's view, she called her husband, who actually happened to be right next door at a construction supply store. She told him about her encounter with Bob and said that although nothing nefarious had happened, she had an uneasy gut feeling about Jim. Mulaney's husband, Ian, came over at once with three of his construction buddies. Ian saw Jim sitting on the bench out front and politely said that he would be escorting Mulaney to her car and that he could go. Jim politely tipped his hat and went away. Mulaney was relieved that her husband and his friends had been so close. They escorted her to her car, and she explained that although she couldn't put her finger on it, she just had a really bad feeling about both Jim and Bob. Ian loaded the groceries into the car, gave Mulaney a kiss, and stood back as she exited the parking space. As Mulaney was leaving the parking lot, she saw a white windowless van roaming the parking lot. In the front seats were Jim and Bob. I hope you were creeped out by today's story. Have you ever thought about what you might do if you were ever in one of these situations? Being aware of your surroundings can have a dramatic impact on any sequence of events. But should things be out of your control, would you be able to defend you or your loved ones? My advice is have some basic level of preparedness. Bear spray and pepper spray are good non-lethal options. They are essentially the same, only bear spray gives you more reach. You can also take it camping when you visit your family and friends in Montana and Wyoming. Additionally, Krav Maga is a great form of self-defense developed by the Israeli Defense Force. It is known for its focus on real-world situations and its extreme efficiency. From the outset, the original concept of Krav Maga was to take the most simple and practical techniques of other fighting styles and make them rapidly teachable to military conscripts. Third option, and I'm going to quote President Ronald Reagan here, is the gun. The gun has been called the great equalizer, meaning that a small person with a gun is equal to a large person, but it is a great equalizer in another way too. It ensures that the people are the equal of their government. Whenever that government forgets that it is the servant and not the master of the governed, when the British forgot that, they got a revolution. And, as a result, we Americans got a constitution. A constitution that, as those who wrote it were determined, 
would keep men free. If you're a woman and interested in learning more about the firearms community, I recommend visiting Lena Michalik's Instagram page. Links in the description. She's a top tier competitive shooter and proves that guns are not just for guys. That's it for today's show. Thanks for listening.